2: Hello everyone, it is the Red Men podcast, I'm Paul Machen, I'm joined in the studio by Ross Chanley and from home by two absolute stellar human beings, the first is Chris Page the second is Sam Walker, um, and I feel I that in doing that, because what I want to do is I want to spread some love and positivity, because the Reds are rubbish, um, but there's no reason to drag each other down into the mire with all of this, Like, so uh, Ross, you're wonderful as well, I was thinking that, I felt like under- <laughs> <soulful>. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: yeah, I've got a second run at that no one heard us in the first podcast
2: but that'd be nice to the person who's literally in in, in striking distance from me but there you go Um, yeah no mate it's good to have everyone with us today thanks so much for everyone for joining us Um, we are here and people can hear us which is always a good thing for a podcast Um, let's uh, talk about what we're going to be talking about then this week we've got a couple of kick-off questions to get us underway which we'll do in a moment then we're going to be talking a little bit about Stephen Gerrard obviously lifting uh, the SP is it still the SPFL or is it still has it gone back to the SPL? No one cares uh, He has won the title And we do care about that And we'll talk about him And what that means for him And what he should do next uh, Obviously Leipzig looming on the horizon In the Champions League And whether we've thrown All our eggs into that basket And a couple of nice words From Daniel Sturridge as well uh, About Jürgen Klopp And Liverpool moving forward All to look forward to uh, But the kick-off question uh, Number one Comes from Vic Flair I really like that Yeah um, would you stay in lockdown for another year if it meant Liverpool win every game for the remainder of the season, Ross Chanley?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read that properly. I just thought it was about Liverpool win every game next season. Um, no, this season. So let me just
2: let me just put this into a little bit of context. That means that Liverpool yeah, win the Champions win League. The Champions League but there's no guarantee that we finish in the top four. But that wouldn't matter because if we won the Champions League, we'd go into that. Um, but you would have to stay in
1: lockdown I'm for another 12 that. months. I'm fine. I'm sold on that.
0: Really?
2: Yeah.
1: You know. Part of me misses going out and stuff, part of me quite fucking likes it. it works for social media, I'm quite <laughs> antisocial. So fuck everybody else. If we football games <laughs> and a Champions League, then that makes my that makes my life slightly better at this point, And I'm fine with that. Okay. Sounds Chris Pajak.
0: I've already missed one Champions League final that we won, lads, so I'm not missing another one. So I'm sorry i'm I'm staying it. I'm getting out of lockdown because, to be quite honest with you, we could win every game between now and the end of the season. And it ain't gonna affect my mood too much. Um, what does affect it is not going the footy. So if that means that I can't then go the footy for another 12 months, I ain't involved in that. And it's also a little bit like a stick and plaster. Just rip it off now. Get it fucking off. It's going to hurt at some point. If we're in lockdown for another year, there's no guarantee that it's any better next season because everyone keeps telling me and I I believe that the fans are an important part of Liverpool Football Club. So get us back in the stadium and get us watching the game again. That's going to do more for my mental health than anything else.
2: Yeah, but it's only you in lockdown. Everyone else know, gets to go to the I'm game. I'm not staying in. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. No chance. <laughs> so yeah, you're you taking one oh, for the team. I did you... read
0: that as everyone. I did read that as everyone's in lockdown mm, yeah. to be fa- to be honest I just with just you. Just changed
2: it then, just for Chris. No, no, no. Would you stay in lockdown for another year? That'd be even worse, wouldn't
0: it? It's like so, well, that's like the Like fucking seventeen again, awake on a Friday night when all your mates go out and you yes. are the stories for the next week. No way. No so way is, am I getting involved in any of that. Like, So basically, yeah. actually, my family could leave the house. So I'd be on my own.
2: Ooh. 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 You ever want to celebrate any tug? Celebrate number seven. In <laughs> Istanbul. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> um... So, Sam Walker would you take one for the team here I don't think no. I could do another year in lockdown no. I don't think there's anything I could be rewarded with for it at this point
3: not a chance I'm with you guys like going the match I, I appreciate going to the game more now than I ever did I think you know being a fortunate person who gets to go regularly I think you kind of almost like like 10 or 5 minutes before kickoff all the time you know it happens all the time I think Give me much more perspective of what being a football fan, especially if this club is about. So I think for me, I would rather win nothing and finish eleventh and get to go to the game every game next season and restart, so to speak, than than the success of this season. I think it's more than that. And then, like Chris said, all the things you get to do outside, you know, having a pint. God, we're, we're having a pint with you boys. I've seen you every week and I haven't seen you in the face since summer. So yeah. it's crazy. And <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'd negotiate though. Can I negotiate? I'll say. I'd, what I would do is, I'd say, me being in lockdown until the end of the full season, if you can guarantee me being in the Champions League final, even if we lose every single league game, I'll have that. There's my negotiation, Vic Flair. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm a bit of that. No, this, this is my point. I think this makes us all bad, <laughs> technically makes us all bad fans because it means that Liverpool denied that. But I, to Chris's point, I, I, it's not real. Like, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't not. I need. If we're gonna win something, I need to be able to go and celebrate it. Now, technically, we were in lockdown, and I went and celebrated the league title. So I, I should caveat all of that. <laughs> but under strict lockdown rules, let's say let's say we're locked, we're literally locked in our in our houses for this, just to make it more more clear cut. But I would really, struggle. maybe that makes me a bad fan or whatever. I don't know. But we had an email about this actually about a guy saying that we, we should we need to stop saying that like that footy on the telly is not real footy because there's people who only watch Liverpool on the on on the telly, and I I get that point, but also. I, to, to further the point that Chris was making on this, is that when you have it, it's no different for a lot of people, but when, you ha- when you've when you lost something, it's so tangible how different the whole experience is. Uh, with no disrespect to people who, who don't have that option, we're very privileged to be able to have the option to watch the footy, of course. But that goes to my point, is that and that's why we're not the best people. I'm sure there's people around the world, loads of people probably watching, who would take it because it is it, Liverpool are are a digital experience at the best of times. It's how you react to people online, which you would still be able to do if Liverpool won it and we were in lockdown. But for me I miss I I with Chris. I miss being there. I miss being out, being out there, being amongst
1: people, being able to like parades and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah yeah. You've just reached the point where it's just like I just want us to win a game of footy at this point. That's, yeah, all, yeah. that's how low I am. That's why. That's why I said that. Mm. I could just take a win.
2: Oh yeah. Well, you can take
1: one. You, look, it doesn't need yeah. all of us to do this. All right. So I'm by myself for another year. All yeah, right, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. That, you yeah. can go
2: into lockdown for <laughs> a year and, and, and come, a jelly and time, and we get to celebrate the Champions League yeah. win. I think. I think we've solved that. There, no negotiation needed. Ross Chanley taking one for the as because he's a real Liverpool fan and we're not. Um <laughs> deal, deal. <laughs> Let's all shake on that now. Yep, yeah drink, drink. Yeah, very sad. <laughs> yeah that's absolutely that's also Hi, um, Ross, we'll nice to know, yeah. <laughs> it's just
1: where I get up and walk off on live telly that yeah, that yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it now uh,
2: <laughs> yeah you're only slightly less of a gobshite than me, Piers Morgan though, so it's fine well wow. the opening of the show didn't it Paul thanks <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I said less than. <laughs> you not say you're more or equal to. That's a guy that's kind, right? I don't know. He's um, significantly a nicer human being. And look, I could say you are a massively nicer person than P. Morgan. He's such a horrible piece of work. That just don't, don't make the comparison at, at all. You didn't,
0: Paul.
1: You said you're just slightly less of a cunt, yeah. basically.
3: <laughs> this, this follows on from yesterday as well. Remember, Ross? So there's a bit of an issue here, I think.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. might start this lockdown right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. wish you would. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Neil,
2: Daft- with our 2nd kickoff kick-off question. Uh, you can only have ham or cheese sandwiches for a month. So only ham or only cheese for an entire month. Chris Page, what are you choosing?
0: Ham. Ham, definitely. Because I know you've got different types of cheese and stuff like that in the same way. That there's loads more types of cheese than there is ham, but there's not that many types of cheese that I'd be comfortable eating on a sandwich all the time. Like, there's only okay. about a handful of... Whereas, I, I, you know, you can mix it up with the hams, can't you? You know? Um, I, I, like, salami's
1: a ham, innit? Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'll just yeah, mix yeah. It. Ross? I'm going to have to go with ham because I'm slightly less more of a fucking gammon and Piers Morgan, apparently, so <laughs> <laughs> stick with <stick> that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris on that. You know, you can get, get flavoured flavored hams and, you know, cured hams and stuff like that. You know, there's much more spice in your life with a ham mm. than there is a cheese.
2: You're right. I don't think there's loads of variation on it all, isn't there? Like cheese on toast. There you go. You know, it's a te- you can have a toasted, a cheese toasty could you? A ham toasty Yeah, they're both. Look, they're both boring, aren't they Let's be perfectly honest. they both on the in and of their own. You could get very bored of one or the other. So really, the difference is is, is minimal. Um, but thanks so much for the kickoff questions. We're going to get Sam's opinion on this. Nah, his- it's a fucking shit question. Sorry, <laughs> Neil. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I was expecting that. I was expecting five minutes of of, of Chris just going on. About uh, about uh, uh, how he would make his individually constructed sandwich is what we normally get mm-hmm. out
1: of these things. But uh... technically, bacon's ham as well. So why would you not fucking pick it? Oh. Oh, well, oh, I don't yeah. eat
3: cheese, so ham—the answer. And also, I have pizza without cheese, so there, you, there's your talking point. Boom!
1: That's not pizza it's lies.
3: <laughs> it's not meat, meat feast, tomato slap no cheese. It's quality. Get on it.
2: Oh, no. I think we what found. What are you doing this? with your life, Sam? I oh, know. What are you <laughs> doing? Are you lactose intolerant? You need to. No, eat I don't like
3: it. I just don't like it. I just. I have a bit of mayo every now and then, a bit of butter. I'm just not into cheese and eggs and things like that. I'm not a creamy person. Yeah, <laughs> cheese is horrible. My kids <laughs> like cheese. My wife likes cheese. I can't well, stand it.
2: quote to the, the year. Honestly, I'm not a creamy pizza. person. <laughs> Outstanding. Okay, brilliant. Well, we learned something new about Sam Walker. We've known for quite some time. Doesn't doesn't do <laughs> cheese even on a pizza. Like my son has this big thing where he can't have just normal cheese. It's only like melted cheese he gets on with. But like that's fine because it means he can have pizzas and it's not a problem. But like wow, I bet you. I bet that. I bet you blow the minds of the people in the make your own pizza counter in ASDA. Yeah. they're all like, and they're ready, and you no, 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 no cheese, and they look. But every time they're like. You'd be
3: surprised, you know, in Italy. In Italy, my mate runs a little restaurant on, um Smith. I'll say it's not fair, but a little pizza place, um, and it's great. It's like wood fire stuff. And he said they go to Naples all the time. And he said the second most popular pizza bread over there is one without cheese. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a basically like a tomato-based type oily bread. There you go. So the Italians get on with me.
1: Yeah, there you go. Brilliant. It's just a crostini, that's Sam.
2: It is. I'm lying to be honest. Now I don't know. but it is. It is. It is. It's meant to be popular. South. Whatever. Um, the um, <laughs> Stephen Gerrard out for the title with Rangers. Uh, Liverpool got Leipzig. Um, and yeah, potentially a, a a decisive sort of seven or eight days coming up for the Reds. Um, we're going to be discussing that in a moment. But first, we have got. Um, a brand new documentary. It comes out on Thursday on the RedmanTV.com. It is Liverpool versus Atletico. One year on, is a little sneak peek. We were football fans going to a football match, and our job was to go there and support the team.
0: Is a Red Bull Coliseum
2: virus started here in the city. And it's people able support go
1: You must. Stay Who is to blame for that game going ahead? Two and a half thousand Atlético Madrid fans coming in, bringing virus with them. Two weeks later, the death rate absolutely rocketed. Mate,
2: he, he, he shoots again, it scores again. Imagine, fight how deadly and how life-changing it's been. Many more families are going to lose loved ones before their time. To
1: send back so many bodies. Be really right. it's really it's C- really
2: somebody fucked up, and somebody should be held accountable. Hey, welcome back. Yes, that documentary is streaming on theremntv.com from Thursday. A little bit different to a lot of the stuff we do. You know, we talked about this. We had Ben on the the show yesterday on the Build Up Show talking about it. So (laughs) do check that out if you haven't done so already. But yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff is really upbeat, celebratory, looking back at some of Liverpool's greatest moments, and we've got a lot of that stuff, a lot of that great stuff on there, but this is a little bit of a deeper dive, a bit more emotional, looking at the the ramifications, and the knock-on of not having that game being played behind closed doors or not having the game cancelled at all, Uh, and what it meant for Liverpool in the COVID world, moving forward, really, really powerful stuff. Ben Kelly's done a a phenomenal job, and yeah, that is available um, from Thursday, so go over, sign up now and uh, and get involved. Um, Yes, Ross... Steven Gerrard, we've seen Gerrard win the league. I mean, it was the SPL, so, you know... Partial shrug. But um, no, listen, good on him. Yeah. Absolutely. Br- I'm bridge. I was made up here. I don't really care. I've got no great affinity one way or the other with the Scottish leagues. I don't care. I, don't, I have no preference over Rangers or Celtic. I probably disliked Rangers because they always uh, look like they were always playing in Everton kits when I was a kid growing up. And disliked Celtic because they always used to beat us whenever we played them. Um, so, yeah, whatever. Stephen Gerard being a success. If we want Gerrard to be a Liverpool future manager, then he has to go away and be successful. First step accomplished. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a a massive step in what, uh, you know, a club that's been in turmoil for the past 10 years. You you know, similar to other managers around the league of of Lampard and, you know, managers like that, you know, it's, it's a massive challenge for them, even at a big club like Rangers, but we dismiss it because it's Scottish football, but still in the context of their league and what was going on, like I said before, what Rangers have been through. it's still a massive job. It's still like great football. He's still got to go in there with mentality that you can go and do that at such a young age and an experienced manager. So I made up for him, but I was I was very careful of how I worded the tweet because I think you can be happy for him without getting involved in everything else that goes on with with, with those clubs as well. I think you know yeah. they don't don't they don't exist together in, in my head. So I was made up for, for Rangers, made up for, for Gerard. And like I, I, I don't, what, I don't even know what the other stuff's about. To be perfectly honest, I need to educate myself. But you know, from a Liverpool fan's perspective, I made up for him, but he needs to do that on a much more regular basis for me before I even start the conversation of him coming to Liverpool.
2: Yeah, I, look, it shouldn't be underestimated, should it, Chris, as, as Ross says, it's a massive job. I mean, we we were, we were having a chat in the uh, in, in the office of the day about like the about the level of achievement of it. And, you know, Brendan Rodgers obviously went to Celtic and rebuilt his career after Liverpool. It's a it's what Gerard's done with Rangers is far more impressive, I think, than winning it. Winning it. Even Gerard might go on and do more, but you know, breaking that that cycle from where Rangers have been and the finances he's had to do it um, is for me is a bigger achievement than if he'd just gone to Celtic and won. I won a treble.
0: Oh, absolutely, Paul. You're absolutely spot on there, mate. I mean, everyone knows that you know you're walking into the Celtic job a few years ago, and you're expected to win every trophy. Now that brings its own challenges. Don't get me wrong. And literally going and winning nine trophies on the bounce or whatever it is that Brendan did, it is really impressive because it, it it's a testament to the the how how. Sort of drilled, they got that squad and focused, but they weren't really having many challenges up there either. And you know, Gerard goes in three years ago and takes them to the top, and each year there's been a steady improvement and all that. And um, Celtic maybe question marks over what's happened to them over the last year or so because they're just not a good side anymore. But you know, it it much like Liverpool not winning the league title for thirty years. There was a hoodoo. It felt like to the Rangers fans, and I know that what happened at the club and everything else, and them going down the leagues and all that type of stuff. But that is a huge thing to overturn and to give that side the belief to go and do it. And look right now, they're still unbeaten this season. I mean, it's an incredible achievement because look at like you know how many t- how many teams go unbeaten for a full season. How many teams go unbeaten until you've won the league, even if he doesn't do it. Between now and the end of the season, that's an incredible achievement in whatever league you're in. For the focus and and the, and the, the you know the driven mindset of driving that squad forward, it's incredible.
2: Mm, yeah, Sam, it's it's great. I, again, Ross kind of alludes to it. I can't. I genuinely can't be asked with all the, the the religious. He said, she said stuff around it. It's it is a purely Gerard thing for me. I love Stephen Gerard. He's the he, he he was my absolute. You know, for for that generation of us growing up, Scouse lad, sort of player that we all loved so deeply. He was the best. Fucking player in the world at the time that he was at Liverpool as well, and for him to go on and have any successions, I'd be made up if he was a boss pundit. You know, I'd be made up if he if he if he did anything with successfully with his life because that's how much I love Steven Gerrard.
3: Yeah, it, and it, more than just what he's achieved on the pitch, his personality shown more than than ever. Like you know, we've all none of us really I don't know about you guys, but really got to know Gerrard. So to speak, we don't really know what he's like. Come across him a couple of times. Never really spoke to him. You know, it's not like the access that like you boys have had to players and stuff recently. So you never really knew what he was like as a person. But he, he seems to be like a decent guy, and and, and the way he handles the press and it, look, the players, the fans, the way they love him, he's really sort of done to their club almost like what Klopp's done to ours, hasn't he? Um, and and there's there's more similarities as well in that. You know, they, they've gone and won the league, a big moment for that club. Stop on the ten. After all the problems during lockdown as well, so we've kind of we've got that sort of other intrinsic link there. But yeah, I completely agree with what Chris said. They, they've actually won Chris four trebles on the spin, including one season unbeaten in their Celtic. So to actually go and win the league unbeaten the year after, it's it, it's mentality monster levels, really, isn't it? On that in, in relative to to what they are, and you've also yeah. got to remember he's achieved in Europe. Last 16-year Open League, two years on the run, and they've got a decent tie and they've got the focus on it. Now, they could really do something, get push on in that. He's really staking his claim as a top British manager at the moment.
2: I, I love some. I just love the way he conduct. He's conducting himself as a manager. It's very. It's the man Gerard always should have been. I wish he was more like that as a player. You know, he like you know to to to, to use the word, he swings his dick around a bit more. You know what I mean? Like he's not. No, but he's not afraid. You know what I mean? I always thought Gerard was a bit too careful in the media when he was a player because I I think he was he was scared of misspeaking or how that would be taken in the press and all this kind of stuff. Like I like you mentioned, I've I had a, f- a few interactions with him down the years, but I remember interviewing him yeah years and years ago. Battle in the build-up to the League Cup final after we beat City, and he was he came out in a, in like a post-match interview and, and like properly gave Mancini up and down the banks or something. I remember saying to him like that: "Do be, do that. That's that's what mm. we want to see from him because his, his voice carries weight, and I like the fact that he's been able to do that in Scotland because he just carry an air with him of like I'm better at footy than any of yous have ever been." I'm bigger, you know, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm faster, I'm I'm richer, I'm more successful, and more powerful and it's just like Gerard's got to be the best version of himself over there with no fear.
3: Yeah, and I think you're right about that, but if you've got the personality to go along with that that sort of it aura about yourself, you can come yeah. up with almost like a crazy idea, but, but the players will back you because they know where you're coming from and the level that you've played at. <laughs> I think what you, what you allude to there Paul spot on about him as personality but when I think about it I think social media and the way the world works now allows players to show a little bit more personality whereas back when Gerard was sort of in his pomp and coming out of it really there wasn't really that opportunity you were against the media all the time and as we've learned especially over the last few weeks and years the media are quite dangerous at times so I can understand why he was withheld to be honest but yeah I'm really excited to see what he brings
2: yeah also he was
0: never sorry he was never like the leader of the football club in the same way wasn't the manager as the manager you can set the tone for your club Jürgen's done that all the great managers have done that obviously as a captain you have a big say but you don't get to push the boat in a certain direction in quite the same way as you do as a manager what I love about him is he talks about how he wants to bring the best of each manager that he's worked for to the table and, and it and what I see is, he reminds me of Kenny Dalglish when he's talking to the press, yeah. and it's this like sort of cutting, like you don't understand that I'm living this, and 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 that, and that's the that's the thing that's a big takeaway for me. I don't know what he's like on the coaching ground or anything else, but it looks to me like he understands how to play the press, how Kenny Dalglish played the press.
2: I, I completely was exactly what I was going to say. Cause is that he, you get that impression from him. He, he, he can He's like a bit like a shark in press conferences, where you want it, you know, like he's fine, and you know, you want to keep him on side and he laughs and smiles and he'll play with you. But if you cross a line, he will absolutely destroy you with a, like a withering, cutting remark or whatever. Like You never you never get to sit comfortably when he's like that. And that's a man who just feels like he's at
1: the absolute... He's totally comfortable in his role and comfortable in his own skin. Brilliant. It's um, quite refreshing as a football fan as a whole, though, isn't it? Because you know we're talking about managers and players being controlled. It's one of the worst things at a football fan is a pre-match press conference or a post-match. You know what they're going to say. It's just boring from the entertainment perspective. It's good that he says what he he feels. There's one at the weekend, I think, you know, Morelos is a good example of of shaping his management, probably, because he's had to deal with a bit of a dickhead. But that's part and parcel of doing what he does. But he cut cut the guy short. It's like, don't worry about him. You're singing "Sweet Caroline" with his top off, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "That's what you want to see as a football yeah, fan." Yeah. Is it a bit of personality behind the manager, yeah. but not just him specifically. But no, all I, of them, I, I completely yeah. agree with Dan. that. You can one, go a little bit in. too
0: far, like as Sean Dyche did. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the plot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that. The
3: lucky, lucky gamey. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it is just great. You're right, though. He's 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 starting to feel managerial like he's transitioning I'm a boss player into being a, into being a boss manager and that's easily undone it's, it's, I think it's quite fascinating when you look at like because the him and Lampard and uh, I guess there'll be some Rooney comparisons as well because obviously now he's, he's dipping his toe in management is that but the, particularly the Lampard stuff because obviously they're always going to be compared because of the England thing and all that kind of stuff but Gerard, when Gerard's aim was to end up as Liverpool manager and he talked about it, talked about it in Carragher's podcast like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to manage other other clubs, as it were. But he'll manage whoever he needs to manage to make sure he's got the skill set to end up at Liverpool. Whereas Lampard, did he, did he, did he just jump too early at the at the chance to be Chelsea? Did he think, oh, this is never going to come along again? Whereas I get the impression, like. Like Gerard will do nothing. I think. I think Gerard will know he's not ready to be Liverpool manager even now, and he will be looking at what is next, what what he does, what he needs to do. That's a win. I've gone and accomplished that. So the big question is like, what does he do next? I like, get something we were having a debate about in the office for you, Ross. This summer comes. There's going to be loads of links to Gerrard and Liverpool at the moment because obviously the club's in in turmoil. Which I don't. I just don't think the job, Liverpool job is going to be available unless Jurgen Klopp decides for whatever reason he's had enough. I can't see a well where the Liverpool job's available. But Gerard's got a couple of choices really, hasn't he? At the moment, is number one choice is: Do you do do you do you repeat the feat and do you solidify what you've done at Rangers, or do you move on? And then there's maybe a conversation about. Where if he moves on, where does he go?
1: Yeah, um, I think it depends with Liverpool, but what well, my mind will be on that. Bright and by now, I think he should stay at Rangers a couple of years, then probably go to the Championship or the Premier League or both. Now this could be like another ten years at the same time. But yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> he, can a, do, he can that do that. Is
2: talent. <laughs> yeah. manage the team, the <laughs> worst team in the Premier League and the best team in the Championship at the or same time. Or take a team from the
1: Championship and then stay in the Premier League. But you know, it's <laughs> it's hard to judge because we, we had the snobbery about the you know it being in Rangers and the Scottish League but he's still proving himself as a manager he's still taking you know, longevity something that isn't around in football anymore particularly for managers so is it a bad thing if he stays at Rangers for another five years and is successful with them and he can show he can build and build or more importantly rebuild a squad You know, because that time will come at some point at Rangers can he do that is that another string of being successful um, yeah I think I'd love to see him at Liverpool, but for me, it's like I don't want him to do what Lampard did. I think Lampard was a bit of a scapegoat as well. Mm-hmm. In his defence, actually, you know, the transfer ban couldn't get another manager, but just kind of use him. He's fallen short of that, and he will learn, and maybe he'll come back. Rod, uh, Brendan Rodgers did something similar. You know, we thought Liverpool was too soon for him in, in his career, but you know, he's bounced back. You know, he's doing, he's doing well at Leicester. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, whatever Gerrard wants to do, I think in his mind's eye. I think he find it hard to turn Liverpool down. After Jurgen Klopp left, to be honest, but things can change very quickly in in football. There might be another three managers in the conversation at that point. Well, this is or it. now. Well, actually. yeah,
2: and again, I, I don't think that Ger- Gerard strikes me. Chris is the kind of guy who won't be fearful of this. The Liverpool job might not come around again. You know, like he'll he'll he'll. He, I don't think as I don't think he jump at it. I think he wants to be ready. And again, the question is: do another season at Rangers? So next season they'll be. You know, he get gets a shot at the Champions League, which means he's get that's that's a that's a an easy way for him to get Champions League experience because it's coming and he's got he gets to do it with the set of players that he's already got and all the things that he's got built around him Um, or go either way he's got to move to a Champions League club I think to to take that next step in his evolution
0: Steven Gerrard knows what you need to do to be a Liverpool manager and he knows the success that you need to bring to be a Liverpool manager and he knows more importantly he knows more than anybody that you get one shot at being a successful Liverpool manager And he's going to wait until he believes that he's ready. Now, with the greatest of respect to Rangers, he is not going to fulfill that at Rangers football club, in my honest opinion, Mm -hmm. because you can make them a champions league side, but you are not going to be competing or managing the best players in the world. He needs to get experience. I believe of getting into the champions league last 16 and having two legged ties that have absolutely matter on the biggest stage of them all. Now, The flip side to that, of course, is he might get that experience. He might believe that he's ready and he might get that experience at Liverpool and do really really well I think he'll probably preference having some level of experience at that level before he moves to Liverpool Football Club because he knows how important he is he knows what his legacy is and he knows that he's not going to ruin that legacy like Lampard hasn't ruined his playing legacy at Chelsea for his managerial stint but if he comes in and he doesn't do well he'll be disappointed in himself he'll be more disappointed because he's a Liverpool fan than any of us will be and we know the pain that this club has caused him over the years and not winning that league title he wants to change that he wants to put that right he wants to put his name on that trophy as a manager of Liverpool Football Club and he wants to put himself in the best position possible to do that and win the Champions League at everything else
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
0: Salads generally for most people are the easy button,
1: right Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save ten percent on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Completely completely agree on that. Sam, anything anything to add? Yeah, I, I, I slightly count it a little bit.
3: I one hundred percent agree with it. he should stay next year. Um, I think whatever he does in the Europa League this season will be um will be a bonus for them. It's experience again after last year. I think he um Going into the Champions League next year, defending the title or trying to maybe win in a double. It's no matter whatever, whichever way you look at it, next year is, is growth on this year in terms of a Rangers. So I think that's a perfect platform for him. He'll be able to get good players because he's Stephen Gerrard, he's broke the mold, there's excitement up there, the fans are back. I think he will sign a good calibre of players I think they'll go to Rangers over Celtic this summer personal opinion um, but the only thing I will caveat with I don't think he should go to the Championship because I think he needs experience of pressure and where I think Chris is right about the last 16 Champions League I think his own experience of the Champions League will be just as valuable as any, manage, as any managerial in terms of playing those top end but I do think he needs experience of pressure in the Premier League and I've heard a mate of mine keep saying it all the time but somewhere like Leeds where the fans demand high expectations of you you've got a good crowd Home crowd, it's, it's 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 like a at the moment it's an, it's a tear down from what Liverpool is as a club, uh, and I think that would be perfect. But then, how would he react to playing against Liverpool, competing with Liverpool? So they are all the things that we're going to learn, I suppose, in the next, in the next few years.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. It's a fascinating little, um, you know, little side story developing. You know, of like this. It is like it's like the B plot to an overriding story. If they at some point it, it should intersect with the main story, um, but it's just whether Gerrard's able to do that or not weave that successfully enough. But I agree. The, the Championship stuff's tough because I don't think being in the Championship teaches you how to be a Liverpool manager. But it is the Champions League thing. That's what Brendan Rodgers completely lacked. He had he had no experience in how to uh, manage a side that's playing too games a week and you know Europa League was a good step in the right direction definitely for, for Gerrard in this if he can then even if he only gets the, the groups no one's got any expectations I mean he might not make the groups get into the groups would be a massive achievement for Rangers you know because I'm think i th- I'm pretty certain the champions of Scotland only go into the playoff round that might be wrong that might be outdated information so I apologise if that's the case
0: uh, hasn't, he, but, hasn't he helped their coefficient with his run in the Europa League to a point where they do uh, get into be, the competition yes. a bit further I'm not sure if it's like this third yeah. fun, yes. the third profile but I think him in the Europa League the last two years is up their coefficient,
2: yeah. Well, Bat Boss, yeah. But either way, it's it just, uh, just a run in the group stages of do him no end uh, of good. And I, I still stand, you know, he needs to go to a decent European league, I think, because that'll be something we haven't really had for a while. You know, the progression in an English manager going uh, properly abroad, you know, and going and don't go full Joey Barton on the accent. <laughs>
1: Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve McClaren uh, Yeah. Steve McLaren. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> but no, but yeah, like, go Yeah, but go, go and tra- you go and transpose Adams if you want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Go and transpose that skill set onto that onto a similar level but in a different in a different league and see if you can still do it. And if you can go to one of the top clubs that's also within two or three clubs' chance of winning the league, that's another step you might get access to another a greater pool of players because maybe there's better players in portugal or there might be better players in in holland or better players he can in... go Italy to have uh, pizza with no cheese on oh uh, yeah he's not, <laughs> he's not mad he's, i think gerald, gerald probably is a creepy person isn't he um but, uh,
0: <laughs> I, I i actually wouldn't mind him going to manage atletico Ooh, like, like a club like that you know what I mean yeah. That that's that pressure that's a tough job and I know Simeone is an incredible manager and done really well and won league titles and, and stuff like that but that's a big ass job yeah. that I think you've got a chance of success with that's not easy as well
2: yeah Rep- he needs to know another. where yeah, yeah get one either. of the yeah, ras and sports. Sam, yeah, come on. No, no. So again, plenty of there's plenty of clubs out there that would give him that kind of chance A club that's that's established as a Champions League club, a league where the top two or three places, you know, get get you close to a Champions League place every season. So even if you do fall short, you're not like dropping out to the Europa League for a year and then maybe taking a backward step. Um, there's plenty. Yeah, be interesting to know anyone watching uh, live on YouTube. Let us know suggestions. What clubs you think would would. Feel fit the bill for Stephen Gerrard if he were to move on what Germany
1: Give him the Germany job.
2: Give him the Germany job. Yeah, that's it. I've seen loads of people say, Drop's going to be the Germany manager." Hey, listen, yeah, but uh, let's just cut out, get cut out the middleman. Give give Gerard the Germany job, and then we're safe for a bit. Um, right, Leipzig up next. Ross, um, you know something we've been talking about. Something Chris has been talking about for a week or so that we were going to reach a point where we put all our eggs in the basket. I, I like a man. I, I like I like Diddy, but I sort of quote from him on 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 talk sport, be like, I don't understand why he changed all those players. It, it, Maybe he was trying to give them all a kick, you know, to say, like, well, the other players hadn't been working. No. They're all no, knackered, mate. No, they're knackered. Yeah, yeah. He, he's rotated the side because we played Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. Like, I mean, I know it was it. it, it looked a bit mad, but just watch Liverpool. There's no way we've not geared up for this for this game to make sure that we've got the best possible team for this because, let's face it, we're seven points behind fourth place Chelsea. If West Ham were to win their game, they would be... Fourth with eight points ahead of us, the idea that Liverpool are going to get in the top four is a bit of a
1: fantasy right now. If Liverpool win every game between now and the end of the season, maybe. But well, there's, I would- no, there's absolutely no sign of us doing that. Is there at the moment? And this is what we're talking about on the final word on Monday was the word hope. Now I'm hopeful that he's rotated those players to get give us a you know a, a better idea of what he's going to do on Wednesday and fresher players for Wednesday to get us through the Champions League. I'm hoping that's, that's the case. I'm hoping that, you know, we will see us through to, you know, the quarterfinals. <laughs> that's what the season is. At, at this moment, you know, you're hopeful you get a draw, you're hopeful you get a win. But, but what else is to hang your hat on at this moment? It's not form, it's not, you know, again, we rotated players on, on Sunday. I was hopeful for a better performance and that, mm-hmm. that never came either, so, you know, what is there left to do at this point? And, you know, and I joked joke before the thing came out, with everyone was saying, do something different. He did, and no one was happy with it. And yeah. obviously the performance doesn't help with that as well. But this is this is the last roll of the dice, isn't it? Of saying, like, listen, I've done something different. Yeah. I've given us the best chance possible to get through on Wednesday. There's nothing else. For whatever reason, Chris, we're not good enough to put down a run of
2: three, four, five, six God, you know, get into the realms of fantasy wins back to back. You know, and th- those reasons are well documented, whether it's you know, a combination of actual quality of player putting on the pitch, plus all the rotational issues and fatigue and all the accumulation of things over the course of the season. But that's where we're at now is that look, it's very unlikely Liverpool win the European Cup this season, but it's also not. It's not it's also not impossible while we're in it. I think will be the attitude on that so we'll go they'll we'll do everything in their power to try and engineer a way through that tournament because when asked when when faced with a do you put everything do you put everyone you've got on the pitch for Fulham and run the risk of damaging that? It feels like a bit of a sort of Sophie's Choice kind of situation, but it was always gonna. We were always gonna preference the the Champions League as unrealistic as it is success in either of them at the moment
0: that's right isn't it I think you know Liverpool right now as you mentioned as Ross rightly points out we're not good enough to win every game between now and the end of the season so what we can do is sort of pick and choose and manage our squad to peak at certain times during this season and and, and that's I think what Liverpool have got to do now Um, I think the sports science people and the coaching staff will have a really really tough job to try and engineer that and it's going to cause flack and criticism on team selections on Champions League night if we go through uh, again Leipzig, of course, but also you know, you know, going through against Leipzig, that will that will instill some confidence into the side, you know, regardless, and maybe we can carry that into the league form for a little bit and get a couple of wins off the back of that. But right now, unfortunately, we've put ourselves in a position where winning the Champions League is actually much easier task than getting top four and I don't think it's a I think it's a very very difficult task to win the Champions League by the way but I still think it's easier than getting in the top four because we're just not fighting one team we're fighting a lot of the teams 100% 100% on
2: that and and that's the thing about the Champions League it sounds mad and it sounds counterintuitive doesn't it sound because we can't beat the likes of Fulham and we can't beat the likes of Burnley and Brighton and you know we're struggling past Sheffield United sides and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff so it does seem mad this notion that we can do it. but I mean look in just in simple game terms you know you, a draw you could draw against Leipzig on Wednesday and go through that's you know that's the nature of two legged football you actually don't need to win five games to win the champions league you could actually win half half of those games and you could squeak through you could squeak through in a variety of them so it's almost more likely you've got a, a balance of percentage even though you're playing harder opposition you say you, you kind of get where i'm driving and on this is that yeah. you you probably need to finish fourth liverpool probably need to go and win what of our remaining games 6 7 maybe more, maybe, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you don't need to win that many games of football to actually win a European Cup at this point.
3: Yeah, and the mentality is totally different in the European Cup. You know, you're playing against a bunch of winners. Maybe Atletico would be the maybe the one sort of character that where they their style is probably anti Liverpool. But you're playing against a load of other teams. You want to win. And they they try and win every single game until the last 10 minutes of the second leg. And that's not the same. In the Premier League teams navigate through various games and different styles and different ways of playing. I think in the Champions League, you've got two teams who are are champions or, or champions elect or have been champions in the past who want to play their way. I also think we're in a really strange position where... We know everybody knows what a good side with a few players missing, a bit of confidence down, and 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 when you, we we obsess over next season all the time, we obsess over the, getting in the top four for what to be in the group stage, of the most boring competition till December ever, and then we're actually in the second leg of the Champions League now with a two 0 lead. We we have as much chance as any in this round of getting through. You know, there's only I think Bayern who've got a better lead than us, so. We can win the competition this year if we get through. We're in the last eight. Of course we can. You know, we're Liverpool Football Club. We, you know, we, we, we go on journeys and adventures regardless of the situation. And we're also in a position where I actually think that being out of the top four race and the title race is could play into our hands in the same way that Rangers can go for the Europa League you know, hands down now because they don't have to concentrate everything on the weekend. You know, Bayern Munich are going toe-to-toe with Rebel every week and then they're going to the Champions League. We're in a weird position where we can actually Sack the league. We're not going down. We're not really going to get because Let's just try and win the Champions League and what will be, will be.
2: Yeah, it does give... It's one of those things, isn't it? Where You're right, the lift. I'm not saying the lift necessarily translates into us therefore turning our league form around. But it gives the squad... The league's done. Ross, you know that motivation. We've seen that happen for Liverpool sides time and time again. Where, and I referenced a couple of times, like the season after uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where we just start the season garbage, mm. and so the league's gone. And 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 that very, that's a very difficult mentality to overcome because you know you can't match your own level there. But if you can get, if you can, if you've got Champions League games to look forward to, they become the they become the motivation? They become the motivation to run faster, work harder, train better because you want to be. And you want there's something there's something tangible. The fight for top four, so many clubs fall short of top four because Battling to finish fourth is is, is is on the verge of being a loser's mentality.
1: Yeah, possibly. And I agree with what Sam's saying, but just to counter that and be a slightly negative Nelly on the, on the podcast, here, we're showing no signs <laughs> of, of being able to do that in the Champions League. You just listed a load of clubs that we can't play football against, and we might get through against Leipzig, but concern for, I, I could give myself in this, is when you're playing Bayern Munich and um, you know Man City, we could get in the next round as well. Those types of clubs, are you going, have we got the squad and the, the body to able to go and do that? And it's fine, I get what you're saying, rotate in the league and you've still got people freshness. But whatever we put out at the minute and I know the consequences of why that's happened. Yeah. I'm still I still got no confidence no, inside. No. 100%, and I mean she still have that thing of particularly against Fulham of you know that 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 grit that you're talking about there wasn't there against Fulham. And you know it should be for a top four. It should be because of what I kind of what's going on. It should be because we rotated players it should be because we had fresh legs yeah. Like you should be able to take that into any game.
2: I think they, well, uh, yeah. Again, I, I don't think Liverpool lack for. I think grit is, on, is a is a weird, weird uh, phrase now. I don't think Liverpool lack for want to win that football match against Fulham. But the point is, my, my point on this, I, I agree. It's just, we're all, we're talking in fan, fantastical hypothetics at the moment because Liverpool are crap, yeah, and yeah, the idea yeah, of sitting here and saying like. Liverpool are going to win any football match at the moment sounds ludicrous, ludicrous. But what you've got to Sam's point, yes. But I also I think we're it's worth remembering. You know, we don't want to have the fans, and we don't. Have our best team, so yeah. we know, you know, we can't, we can't actually go toe to toe in the same way with these teams because Bayern Munich, you're right, theoretically would kill us because we're playing Bayern Munich with now Phillips and Reese Williams as centre halves. Lewandowski's just gonna turn up with his, you know, his beach shorts on and his sunnies and still score five, <laughs> but what you can do in those games you can engineer wins against better teams you can't engineer wins against worse teams because that's just the nature of what they do but we won
1: it with the worst team in 2005 Exa- so, yeah. exactly
2: and I'm not saying that means Liverpool are going to do anything because that's not how football works but it's far easier We get to, you get to rebirth the mentality and um, that we had, Chris, you know, in the early days of Klopov, drag them down to your level and kill them there. And I wonder whether that, if we, oh, if you get past Leipzig, would, that gives Klopp his gather everyone round, get his arms around everyone and go, this, this is our job, this is our focus. We train, we get weeks and weeks of training towards how we beat this, this one team as opposed to having to train with no training time going ahead for you know just just barrelling through a bunch of fixtures
0: yeah that's it I think I, I agree with Sam I think uh, there are a lot of teams in this sort of left in the Champions League that aren't going to change their style of play to to play like Fulham there is that letter who will absolutely 100% do that but they're not changing the style of play to do that that's just part their of who they play, are their yeah. DNA isn't it you know Whereas Liverpool can go out there and they, they may they may be able to engineer a way through, exactly like you're saying, Paul. But for me, it's a case of, for the last six weeks, every player in this squad has probably wanted the season to be over. Yeah, I think that's fair yeah. to say. Not they're Not up. this week. This week, they're fighting to extend the season. And that's a different mindset. We've had nothing to play for in the league for a long time now. Um, you know, we've
2: not been we've not been able to win the league for a long time. You know, uh, we're suffering now, from not being able yeah. to because that, that that the parade thing's gone. All the thing that we geared the season towards was go and win it again, so we can celebrate with the fans. And we've lost that, and you're right; the motivation goes with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the, and this week, that motivation's there. Just like we saw when we went and played them away from home, the motivation was there. And that's not just a question there want to produce on the pitch but there's an extra percent that you get from something you know it's intangible almost but Liverpool have got the sight on something and maybe it is just the Champions League and hopefully we do go on and put a great performance in and hopefully this does give the players a lift regardless of what happens to the league form because I think you know we are capable of engineering our way even when we're not the best side to a final In this competition We are capable Of winning games of football Against any team On our day The problem is On our day Used to be twice a week On our day Now isn't twice a week So you've got to pick and choose When you're going to get those wins Wish it was as easy as that
2: yeah, exactly, and you know, there's, there's a thing. I wonder whether stylistic, we'll see Liverpool change, but there's a possibility that you know, you take it, you take what what everyone's been doing to us, and we go, you know, you could, we can't, we can't copy what everyone's been doing to us and use it to win football matches in the Premier League because that's not that's not that doesn't work. The like, ball would just be the middle of the pitch. Well, no, it, would be, it would just be goalkeepers <laughs> kicking the ball to fucking fullbacks That's that yeah.
0: second game where they, where you do yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's what it
2: would be like, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you just forget the name of table football like this? <laughs> I
0: think I, I remembered table football halfway through when Sam was talking to you. About, God, a bit. Yeah.
2: Completely yeah. Forgotten, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It would literally be centre halves playing long balls into the channels to be received by fullbacks yeah. who then play to the centre half you then did it, it would just be like a long version of pass. Um but you might be able to do something to, you know, you might be able to take that and, and, and cause some upsets in the Champions League. But again, it's all predicated around beating Leipzig by you know, by hook or by Crook. Um, just to cover at your own point, that was based on
1: like a current form. Of yeah, what we, what, what we're no, doing no, no,
2: you're, you're right, because there'll be tons of people watching this going, well, why are, you, why are you even talking about what happens next in the Champions League? Because Liverpool are not going to beat Leipzig. Liverpool are going to get beaten yeah, by Leipzig yeah, yeah. and Liverpool, and that's, and that's dead right, by the way. Liverpool are in abysmal, abysmal form. There's no escaping that. I just... While we still can't have a flight of fancy, we're just trying to enjoy a flight of fancy because there's nothing more we can do about it at the moment, try and live, try and live life positive. Um, speaking of which, Daniel Sturge put a wonderful tweet out to end. He um, said, Great players and managers always figure out the solution to the problems, and I have no doubt Liverpool will be back to the team we know and love played some of the best football in Europe the last four or five years. So this bad patch feels different. International break will reset the engine. Trust me. Um, He's after a job. Yeah, but yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I would hire Daniel Sturridge as a motivational speaker for Liverpool. He's got some ambassadors. He's meant You know what? I, we've been crying out for Daniel Sturridge <laughs> yeah, this exactly. season big time. Except not, you know, Daniel Sturridge is fit, um, which we were for the last five years of his Liverpool career. But no, great words from Daniel Sturridge and I totally, I totally agree with them all. The international break... Leipzig, Wolves and then a chance, you know, we're going to be doing the Reds News roundup to, today we're going to be talking about the fact that like the Brazilians aren't going away on international duty this 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 coming week, which is massive. That is massive for us in the coming week. So yeah, we're going to discuss that and a few other bits and pieces over. So if you want more Liverpool-related news, in fact, I, actually I don't have the agenda in front of me, but yeah, we're going to be discussing the Liverpool finances a lot of people talking about FSG haven't been investing, uh, investing into the playing squad. Um, we're going to be doing a bit of myth-busting on that on the show. We're going to be talking about, again, the, the changes to the international rules because Liverpool and a lot of other Premier League clubs have dug the heels in and not releasing players and what that could mean for us. And uh, Kaladu Koulibaly has been linked uh, strongly to Liverpool as well. All of those things coming from the Reds' news roundup. That's on yeah on the redbedtv.com. Uh, we are streaming from this afternoon, so do get involved over on there. And, of course, check out Ben's documentary from Thursday as well. Well, uh, gents, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to all the wonderful people who've joined us live on YouTube for this. You guys are all great. You're all fabulous looking people uh, and we love you very much. Uh, and Scott Hawkes, just absolutely to end us with a super chat, has just said, back Klopp trying to get through an unprecedented season. I'm just tuning out the sniping on social media. Back the manager in the, wor- uh, in the world Best, back the best manager in the world for the past four years, 100%. It, should, it shouldn't need saying, but it's nice to say it just to remind us that we're all 100% behind Jürgen Klopp, and if you're not, and I said this on my channel yesterday, I did a great video, I've, I've surmised that you've, if you're a boy and, you, and you're saying Jürgen Klopp out, you've got a small willy. Um, so, yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> see us all very soon. Podcast is back next week. ta da Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.